Welcome back to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a podcast for fans of the guests who appear in this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. There is less than a week left. We are in the final days of a giveaway that I have talked about on the last three episodes for this month only. I will again be sharing details about that on this episode. I do hope that you've been receiving the weekly e-newsletter that I send out every Wednesday. There is information in there about the latest podcast episode, plus other goings-on, including exclusives that only the people who are signed up to that list get to see first. For example, in the newsletter that was emailed on January 5, I had revealed that there would be a giveaway on the podcast during the month of February. If you are not getting those emails, it's quick and easy to sign up. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, and pop in your email address. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line, all the way from Iceland, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who last year released three singles and a 15-song album. In recent years, he has extensively toured Australia, the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Europe, playing over 100 live concerts per year. He has been written about by the German edition of Rolling Stone, as well as a notable magazine in Australia. He has been releasing original music since 2009 and has almost 36,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and more than three quarters of a million combined video views on his official YouTube channel. Along the way, at one point, his band participated in the Final Five competition on BBC World Service's Next Big Thing, playing for millions of viewers and listeners all over the world. You've been hearing a song of his called Wanderlust. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Svavar Knuter. Oh, thank you, Bruce Warsniak. Great to uh, great to be with you. Likewise. Yeah, good to have you on the show. Yeah, I, I always blush a little bit when uh, people kind of go over my... Uh, accomplishments uh, like that uh, <laughs> freaks me out a little bit uh, i think because i'm from the east fjords of iceland like my mom mom's side of the family so uh, we hate all kinds of praise and and kind of uh, pomp and circumstance ah. so it, it always that's uh, bred out of us at an early age <laughs> i should have told you to plug your ears during that if, if this was a video interview i could have just kind of given you a signal when it's okay to start listening <laughs> for the welcome <laughs> it's 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 like a very it's a very icelandic thing we don't like to take credit uh, for anything uh, because if you take credit then you have to take responsibility mm. and uh, <laughs> people will blame you if it goes wrong <laughs> you know? that's neat though it's a good point i'm laughing but we're off to a good start that, that's great advice right out of the gate I, I like that viewpoint and by the way i know the audience is going to marvel at there being a guest on the show from Iceland. I should point out, however, that while this is the first time that I've had someone on from that country, this now actually brings to 13 the total number of countries where I've had guests on from. Although, shame on me, this is past due in that I have not had a guest from outside the U.S. since episode 391, which came out on August 4th with Canada's Jamie Gale. He and I sat down at the Summer NAM show in Nashville 
where he had curated a boutique guitar showcase. And now that we got that out of the way, Svavar, let's get started by having you share with the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Wanderlust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I get inspired a lot by just the my travels and the people I meet and uh, kind of my philosophy just develops around my adventures. So I was uh, I was touring in uh, in Germany and Austria and Poland and around these areas in Europe and uh, um, there are uh, Germans have like these three wonderful words that start with W and it's Weltschmerz, uh, Waldeinsamkeit and Wanderlust and you know Americans and English speakers uh, have basically taken Weltschmerz and Wanderlust in a little bit Weltschmerz is kind of this world hurt, you know, the world is pushing you down and, and just tearing you apart and you feel all this pain of the world. And of course, wanderlust is this lust for travel, but Waldeinsamkeit is being alone in the forest mm. and and just just taking in all the, like just, just, just processing, you know? So I thought like, are these the three founding blocks like the three basic building blocks of any singer songwriter you know the the hurt of the world and then the being alone in the forest you know to solitude you know to create and then the wanderlust to spread spread the story the song that you wrote wow. the, the, you know the and then when you wonder when you have the wanderlust you go around and then you get even more welschmerz mm. you know <laughs> and it's like the circle of life for a singer songwriter so that's basically what this song kind of tried to try to kind of envelop and i got really in love with these three w's a while back like six years ago seven years ago and uh, they they have they're kind of one at the core of my philosophy in many ways fantastic I, l I love that perspective and what a cool angle that you brought to the song but so now that you just mentioned the timetable of when you fell in love with those three w's when was this song actually written i think i think it was in 2004 14 13 14 I, uh, wow it, it's all a blur to me now wow uh, it's like a fog of the past but yeah it's uh and i mean uh, i think i'm i'm very fortunate and i think uh, for you know folkies uh people that that uh work in the folk music genres uh it's basically one of the very few genres of music that doesn't isn't like um kind of incensed like just like steeped in in ageism you know this this if you're over 30 you're over the hill mm. you know but but in folk basically the older you get it's like cheese you know like you're old and smelly and everyone loves you even more <laughs> Oh, we you are get hair, hairier. That's cool. That's cool. Wow. Wow. Well, folks, if you follow at now hear this entertainment on Instagram, and I hope you do, you see once in a while when I post a picture of my recording rig. In fact, I had posted a picture on there January 7, specifically of me holding the unit that I'm looking at right now as I'm talking. It's the device from Sentrance that I've told you about before that has a companion for those of you that do music. It's an audio interface, yes, but it's also a standalone portable handheld recorder. And as you'll see in that picture on Instagram that I referred to, or, or just by going to their website, it's very compact. 
And that's great, not only because it doesn't require a ton of space, which I know is sometimes limited for creators, not having some massive console in front of you, but it means that there's a lot less in the sense that you won't be overwhelmed, intimidated. You won't be hesitant to dive in because you think there's going to be a huge learning curve. There's not the digital menus that get quite deep sometimes. This has real buttons, real physical switches, real physical knobs. You connect it to your laptop or desktop PC in conjunction with your recording software or to do live streaming, which, by the way, you can also do from a smartphone or tablet with this device. But you can also take it with you on the road and record directly into it wherever you are, thanks to the combi jacks, quarter inch and XLR, which allow for a microphone or instrument or both to be connected. If you're a podcaster, you want the one that I use. If you're doing music, you want the one called the Mixer Face. Centrance will give free U.S. shipping. Plus, for my audience, they have a special offer from my show website, nhte.net. Click or tap on the Mixer Face ad, which you'll see in the right-hand column on desktop, or on mobile, scroll way down to find it. And then once you use that to go order from their site, put in the code BRUCE at checkout to get a free watertight accessory case to carry it in. Svavar, before we really get deep into everything you have done and are doing, talk to us about the 15-song album that I mentioned in the intro that you released last year, because the three singles you put out were just under your name, but the full-length project that I'm referring to featured another artist with you. Yeah, um, it's actually like this old project. We started in, in like 2011. Hmm. Um, and it's me and one of my best friends. Her name is Christiana Stefansdottir, and she is, um, she is like, I think, the best jazz singer in Iceland. And, of course, I mean, it's a tiny country, but <laughs> she is, you know, you could, you could look further. And uh, she, she, you could, she could spread her wings quite quite easily and, and go further but she has kind of decided to use her talents to serve our community mm -hmm. which is awesome but we became friends in like 2010 started singing together and we made an album back then in 2011 and then we decided to just make one more together um now 2020 21 yeah and it was just uh, it was just so much fun to, to make. And uh, uh, we basically played each other's songs. We wrote songs together. Uh, and then we played like our favorite kind of cover slash tribute songs and Icelandic uh, traditionals that we want to kind of live. Because it's really hard in a tiny country like Iceland with a community of 300,000. It's super important to... Um, What's the word to, to to tend to like a garden to to, to mm. uh, uh, fertilize and tend to the roots and tend to all the traditional songs, the old songs of our ancestors and stuff wow. like that. Uh, and and artists like us that have kind of reached a certain degree of success, it's a huge responsibility for us to. Um, to sing these songs that our grandmothers and grandfathers uh, got really drunk and uh, <laughs> were wailing around, you know. Um, so it's a, it's a kind of a responsibility to to keep this well uh, clean and and full of water and uh, you know so so the the people of Iceland can still enjoy this thread into our past. 
Yeah. But I love the collaboration that you described, though, because, you know, we'll certainly hear about the A-listers that will do projects like that together. And I'm talking about like the Elton Johns, Billy Joel's, Bruce Springsteen's, people like that. But I think it's really a great idea that collaboration can be something like you described in that let's do an album together and I'm going to perform some of your songs on the album. You perform some of mine. Let's write some originals together. This is fascinating to me. And then as you're mentioning, you know, throwing in the heritage aspect and including traditional Icelandic songs. I think this is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a project of love, you know, it's a labor of love and you can just feel it. And every, every time we record together, it's completely live. So we just bring friends into the, whatever space we record in and they just have a seat. And this one was recorded just before COVID hit, but it was wonderful just to sit in like this dark, beautiful room, uh, with maybe 30 of our best friends just sitting there and we just with a guitar and uh, two voices or a piano and two voices it was just uh, such a such an intimate experience and, and i love recording like that just there's no second chances on the songs either but for that reason because there is no second chance do you not only maybe rehearse but maybe rehearse even more than you normally would because you say okay don't forget we're recording this one and even though when something's live there's always going to be one maybe two little somethings and my by the way those one or two little somethings may be something that only the artist only the performer knows about and the audience does it but but do you over prepare in the case of something's going to be recorded let's really rehearse or is it no bruce i just treat it like every other live show <laughs> no we uh basically we we selected the songs for the album from a range of like our all-time favorite kind of performances uh and then we took those maybe 20 songs that we had thought about and we rehearsed them for a couple of days just wow. to get them really really well yeah and then we went into the studio room and and performed them i like it it's, it's super important like if you want to do something like that you have to do it come like uh, with with all of your dedication, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. If you go into it and just say, let's just be spontaneous, then guess what? When people listen back to it, they're going to tell that you are spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, there's space. Like also, like in my, my philosophy is that the better you have rehearsed, the more space there is for spontaneity. Mm. Like... Uh, if you if you are really down with something if you've really captured it and you've really made it your own that's when you can start adding a little flavor to it from your own perspective and the only thing that will happen while you're performing is that you'll catch your partner uh, creative partner like they'll catch like a glint from your eye or there'll be like a little tone change yeah. and it's almost like a like a little chuckle yeah. between us and yeah. uh, like and that's when you've worked so intimately with someone you start kind of behaving like birds in flight mm. you know that uh, all this movement is is so instinctual wow but but you have to train to to get there i guess you know of course of course yeah well, I'm honest enough to admit that I'm somewhat challenged when I look at some of your album and or song titles, especially when I see words that I don't recognize, many of which have accent marks over different letters. Can you talk about the role of languages in music and why you say that it matters that songs are done 
not only in English, but as you told me, quote, embrace the whole tapestry of human experience and being, end quote. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is such an important um, part of my life, and I'm I'm hoping I can be articulate enough to 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 get this point clearly across. Mm-hmm. Is that um, English is for most of the world only a, a business language. For you, it's your native language. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the rest of us, it is a business language. It's mm. not our first language, mm-hmm. and your first language, your mother tongue is how you describe your innermost feelings you, and your your uh, like deepest psychological and 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 ontological uh, just the, your being you know mm. you, and i i can't get to the bottom of my emotional life using another mother's words mm you know, wow. um, and on, and another country's uh, environment. Iceland is unique. So is Denmark. So is Thailand. So is China. So is, uh, uh, you know, even even Australia has a different kind of English right. than America. Yeah. Right. So it's almost a different language. Get, it, it will become a different language um, because languages diverge into the environment. So uh, and uh, and the language is is and, and American English has uh, diverged and and adapted to uh, the American environment, both uh, human and and natural. So the Icelandic way of thinking, and I'm, I'm, I just take my language just just to to make it easier. But a, it, this is the rule for every language in the world. The environment I grew up in is vastly different from the environment a British person or an American person mm-hmm. uh, grows up in. And uh, our cultures are different, even though we maybe dress similarly and we talk similarly. Um, the, our stories are different and uh, they can only be truly told in our own language. And also what is even more amazing is that every language, because of the way its consonants and vowels are differently placed and they, are, they have different melodies. There's a melody to a language. Mm. For example, the Faroese people have a very similar language to Icelandic, but their melodies are completely different. Uh, because there's just like the slight changes in how the vowels are shaped and how their words are shaped. Wow. So it it transforms the melodic structure. And you can hear this even between Scottish and English folk music and Welsh folk music. Um, the wellspring of the language actually gives each music its melodies. So um, Amazing. The Icelandic... Yeah, I mean, for example, the Icelandic word for mountain is fjall, yeah? Mm-hmm. So when you sing about climbing a mountain, and, you, and and for Americans, you know, it's a, it's almost like a trope. I'm climbing the highest mountain for you, you know? Mm-hmm. You hear it in almost every every song. Mm-hmm. But, for, you know, but for us, we would never say, because it would... We would never tell the story like that because fiat just it doesn't sing well, right? Wow, wow! It's, it's an ug- and there's a reason why fiat is fiat and not 
troll or something. Mm -hmm. It's because in Iceland, a mountain is not just an obstacle to get to a better place or, or some kind of striving goal to get up there and see the beautiful nature. No, it's, it's it, for us, the mountains are death. You wow. Know? wow. Uh, in our mountains, the only thing is waiting for you is just certain death mm. so of course they're called you know because that's a very hostile <laughs> word yeah it makes so, sense it makes sense so we sing of different things when we strive you know okay but we'll sail a sea for you but i'd love to have you educate us a little deeper on this as it relates to how words have different meanings between languages like some english words for example that in icelandic mean something totally different yeah yeah um like uh, you can try to translate this is how for example when people try to translate something that i write on facebook in icelandic into english it never works they just get gibberish mm -hmm. because google translate and facebook translate cannot translate the meaning of icelandic prose mm -hmm. it's it's almost impossible because the way we use words and the way they are shaped and the way our sentences are shaped they, they, it just doesn't really work for uh, these translation tech. We also have a lot of this informal speech that we use when we write. And uh, it's like this carefree, ironic kind of talking. But the Icelandic language, for example, I can, I can name, for example, three words. There are three words that are like, if you translate them directly, mm -hmm. uh, you have the word happiness, yeah? Mm -hmm. And when, when you think of happiness, you, you think of some kind, you know, joy, sure. glee, uh, right. laughter, right? Yeah? But the Icelandic word for happiness is hamingja, which, like if, if you go into the root of the word, it means to have fur, mm. you know, to have thick fur. Wow. And uh, it, it because we are in the north, to have a thick fur, it keeps you from the cold and the harshness of the world, and it, it gives you a more even temperature. Mm. And when you are like that, when you have a thick fur, you are not as bothered by the problems of the world. Yeah, wow, wow. And, and when you are happy, you are hamming yusamur, which means you are one with your fur. <laughs> and when you are unhappy, you are without fur. <laughs> You've lost your fur. And uh, so for us, happiness is much more this idea of being rooted and being grounded and and uh, having kind of this mental re resilience towards adversity. And, and a person that has that can be happy a person that has those properties can laugh a lot because yeah. that person is so grounded so what about when you sit down to write a song because it sounds to me and please correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds to me like there's extra work involved for you as a songwriter because you're probably thinking in the icelandic language but then you're having to really take care to translate it into english assuming that you're writing an english language song Am I right there and, and that this is something that, say, Americans, for example, don't encounter or am I making too much out of it? No, I think uh, I think you've uh, actually come across a very, very interesting point. But uh, that's all a question of like how advanced, like how trained you are as a singer songwriter or a songwriter or a lyricist and how, how well you've 
learn to work with your own language, mm. right? Because the most important thing is to know your own language well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can start playing with the other. So for, for me, languages, languages are like Legos and like uh, mm. building blocks and, and play things like they're little toys. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I really like to take an Icelandic idea, translate it to English in a palatable way in a way that an English speaking audience can understand and will they will catch the idea but it's a new novel way for for them to hear I see so I for see. example there's a saying in Iceland and I put this in one of my songs it's in the in the chorus it's like everybody's got a devil to drag hmm. Wow and this is not uh, a saying in English yeah, yeah. But when you say it wow. like that, it becomes an idea for you. Yeah, I like it. Everybody's got a devil to drag. Yeah. So you have this devil on your back that you have to drag, and it holds you back in life. Yeah, that's really clever. Um, that's really clever. Sometimes, yeah. So, so basically, when I take something out of my language and I present it in English in a palatable way, I can't just directly translate it in that way i have to kind of make it work but that then it's basically presenting a gift from my language to yours wow um so it's it's kind of like this exchange yeah this is fascinating and by the way i should point out to the audience that language aside there's probably a curiosity as to how svavar comes to his songs in terms of say influences svavar you have cited people who contributed to your development, such as Chris Christopherson, Leonard Cohen, Joni Mitchell, and even Cat Stevens. Is that a case of, oh gosh, Bruce, I've got to update my bio. That was back in the earlier part of my music career. Or would you say that listeners can still hear some of those folks in the music that you're doing today? Definitely. And Nick Drake had a huge influence on me as well. Hmm. Um, Nick Drake was an English folk singer-songwriter he died tragically too soon, uh, but uh, and Daniel Johnston has also had a lot of influence on me with his honesty in writing, his like deep honesty um, and sincerity. No, yeah, I mean, of course, I'm I, uh, when I when I name my influences, I I cannot uh, put in some obscure Icelandic poet mm-hmm. that would not work for a bio. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not my grandfather or or my my mom <laughs> uh, or the man I, I that re- like the, my substitute grandfather, but they uh, uh, you know all the people around me that raised me in in the the traditions of storytelling and and uh, the the rigid uh, form of Icelandic poetry and stuff like that. Uh, of course, all these things shape you. But then you listen to Duran Duran and Wham, and uh, uh, you listen to Hall and Oates, you know, she's mm-hmm. a man-eater. And mm-hmm. Chris Christopherson, basically what I saw, like the the reason Chris Christopherson and, uh, is such a huge influence on me, and of course Joni Mitchell as well, but I saw Chris Christopherson in concert in Iceland. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. for you uh, in America, it's, it's a very uh, pedestrian thing to have seen 
those stars in concert yeah uh, because you know they pass through your city every now and then yeah but for us this is something that happens once every 20 years wow uh, you know to get chris christopherson or maybe not yeah. uh we are so happy if we get ed sheeran once in a lifetime or something mm. um so so for us because we're an island we just a stopover island in the north atlantic nobody would think to come here unless you know we go through great lengths to bring them okay um so it's a huge luxury for us and, and a lot of icelanders actually travel outside iceland to catch concerts wow and i mean wow. that's a huge it's a four-hour flight to to get anywhere at wow. least three to four hours hmm. so so yeah i saw chris in concert here in iceland he came here and he he just brought his guitar and he played for ten thousand people hmm. and for us like that's that's like like three percent of the population of this country <laughs> you know, that would be like he was playing for nine million people in america wow. so um so he came he came here it was like you have to think about all these like we are so small and all the sizes are so out there it's so tiny so everything we do we are just so happy that we actually made it happen yeah, so you probably um, hang on his every word and his every chord and his every note, yeah. and you really, really absorb the performance in a much different way than, like you said, someone who's able to see a given artist every other year. Exactly, and he was just so sincere, and he was so grounded and and kind to the audience, and he all he made us all feel very special you know mm. we were he was there for us and it was it was so such a life-altering experience for me to witness that and wow. i said i want to be able to do this i don't care if i only do it for 50 to 100 people at a time but mm. i want to be able to make people feel like he made me feel amazing this this utter kindness this this uh this inclusion this raw honesty um, and that he brought us all into his bubble, you know, we yeah. were all part of his bubble and everyone was welcome. And I thought that is the most inclusive, beautiful man, you know, and, and I, that was like, that was when I decided to become a singer songwriter. Okay. So, so yeah. on that note, because you've done such a great job of describing how he made everyone feel and that you decided this is what I want to do. I'm curious as to what you feel the role is of the singer songwriter today. Yeah, so basically I, I like to tell people, well, the troubadour, you know, this troubadour tradition, the troubadour was the internet of the medieval ages, you know. Basically, the, the troubadour traveled between town towns and, and, and told stories and, and news and sometimes uh, brought new uh, discoveries between, uh, you know, townships and, and countries so the troubadours were uh, these kind of traveling singers and musicians that had kind of a freedom that people didn't have at that time they, they were kind of like these side uh, persons personalities mm -hmm. on the side of, of societies so for me uh, thinking about the role of the troubadour today I, i'm always just thinking um it is still our responsibility to be the the guardians of of, of certain truths and, and and kindness and uh 
to try to be the servants of, of society, to mm. serve communities. And uh, for me, I, I never call the people that listen to my music fans because that implies a power dynamic that I'm not willing to participate in. Mm. Um, I like to just talk about my friends and the community around, like the people that support me as an artist. Mm -hmm. I don't ever call them fans. You know, they're my listeners, they're my audience. Yeah. But uh, but to imply that that uh, they are in some way beneath me or or or, or, or so, like in some kind of power relationship, it's something I don't want to have. So. It's, it's this idea of serving, to be a servant of a community, of a cause, of music, you know. My son asked me this. My, my son Ulvar is, is very smart. He's, he was six when I had to go touring uh, this, this last uh, August. I had to go touring uh, because there was an opening during COVID. Mm -hmm. And I went touring in Europe for like six weeks. And uh, he asked me, Dad, why do you, why did you choose a job that makes you leave us? Mm. And I said, I didn't choose the job. Music chose me. And then he said, to be its slave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, well, no, to to be its servant. I am. I serve it. And he said, I I get that. <laughs> wow! Wow! And and it was such, such a hurtful goodbye for us, and he, he yeah it, it took a lot out of him. But then I I always come back home. So but you he was know happy to get me back. Getting back to when we were talking about language and the meaning of words and different languages and things like that, I I love this perspective that you are presenting about not referring to fans because the word that popped into my head is followers and again that could be misleading because a follower you could create an image of sheep that are just following after the shepherd and so in that sense it is kind of a fan type of perspective but if you think of followers more in the sense that you're saying which is just no I just follow Svavar to see what he's doing music wise I just follow him so that I know when he has a new release or when he has some news to announce or when he has a live show that maybe we can go and see so this is really opening up a, a unique perspective here as it relates to like you said being in service to the music, being in service to the community, but not putting yourself up on this pedestal and looking down on those people who are supporting you. And then, as I'm saying, following what you're doing. Yeah, like letting go of, of any kind of ego is, is one of the most important things when when you when you approach music from this perspective, you know? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. And And... Uh, I'm I, I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with always being on the floor with people. Always, always kind of, kind of never, never being the Mr. Kruder. They're ready for you, like. like <laughs> <laughs> um, which is which? Uh, you know, I know it's a luxury. It's a luxury of the one that hasn't had the huge stardom of success. You know, but there's the problem. Like I, I really don't believe in stardom and all the trappings of that mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's one of uh, like traps of capitalism it's like this illusion mm. that that people need to have this ultimate success or they are failures yeah 
while while I I consider myself to be very very successful, I'm not just not a star. That's right. That's uh, right. And I enjoy a, a wonderful life, but not by any metric of uh, capitalistic success. Yeah, it's by so, your own uh, metric. It's by your own definition of success. Yeah, and my community, like the people that just hang with me like and we talk and and uh i, I feel i i make a positive impact on the world and it's like i don't need more than that really yeah i like uh, it i like it i'm joined today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from iceland by singer songwriter guitar player svavar knuter do visit his official website at svavarknuter.com as always, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. He has original music for sale on his website in vinyl, CD, and digital format, including colored vinyl. Use the store link on his website to see all that. On his website, you will also see links to find Svavar all over social media, including Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. So do engage with him that way. Among others, his music is streaming on the likes of Spotify and SoundCloud, both of which you can hear this show on as well. And do keep up with Svavar online so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live. As I mentioned in the intro, this is the final episode where I will be talking about the giveaway that I have in place for this month only. One winner is going to get access to my online class at interviewtipscourse.com, absolutely free. So listen up if you or someone you know is someone who gets interviewed or thinks you should be getting interviewed or interviewed more. Music people, authors, entrepreneurs, small business owners, magicians, comedians, inventors, life coaches. Here is how you enter to win. Send an email to me via podcast at nhte.net and simply tell me who you are and what you do and why this course will be helpful to you. So it's as simple as... Hi, Bruce. I was listening to Now Hear This Entertainment, and I am a singer-songwriter, and I'd love to win free access to your interview tips course because I want to get more exposure for my artist career, something like that. I'm not looking for some emotional story, just the facts. That said, if you send me a blank email, that will not work. Don't just write contest or interview tips course entry or something like that. I want to know that this is something that's really going to help you in your career. Spread the word to your friends, family, band members, coworkers, neighbors, whoever. But the entry period closes when February ends, Eastern time. So if it's March 1st or later, you missed out. Send your email to podcast at nhte.net, as I just described, and I will randomly draw one winner. I will repeat these instructions one final time at the end of this episode. Svavar, you have gotten some notable press coverage. Can you talk about, for example, being in the German edition of Rolling Stone, say maybe how you got that, especially being someone who doesn't even live in that country? Did you do it on your own? Did a publicist get that for you? How did that come to be? Oh, no, this, it's not, not so big as that. Um, so basically, I am one of the founders and curators of this like international singer-songwriter music festival called uh, 
melodica acoustic festival and we do it all over the world um, in cities and we use it to connect artists between cities so basically we have a melodica in Reykjavik we have another one in uh, Hamburg and another one in Nottingham Paris Aarhus Denmark we have one in New York well we had we have one in uh, Cologne in, in Germany a couple of cities in Germany and one in Vienna so basically the people from each melodica invite maybe one or two or three or four international guests over and they mingle with a community of singer-songwriters in that city mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it creates these bridges between the cities it links like creates a very strong and beautiful uh, intercity music network of, mm. of, of peers like wow. a peer-to-peer music network wow. and we help each other out with touring we help each other out with booking and mm. and all kinds and we sometimes we co-write we always join each other's songs a lot of these guys have uh, and girls have, have joined me uh, in my songs like uh, on my albums mm-hmm. and um it's been a very productive thing and uh, basically the german rolling stone they showed up for for the hamburg melodica and they I they wrote see. very very kind words about my performance and i see and i, I see. was i was very flat, flattered and also embarrassed <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so my my then uh, agent uh, said you have to put this in you, you have to put this in your bio and like i don't wanna i said i don't wanna you know, like no man it's it's it, you know it'll get you through some doors yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so, uh, bigger picture though, that melodica project is really fascinating, and I love that sense. Again, here's the word we talked about it earlier with the album you did last year. That spirit of collaboration and artists helping other artists. I, I love that, and then the international exchange aspect of it is just tremendous. Yeah, they say you know you know they always say uh, don't hate the player, hate the game, mm. and I absolutely love my fellow players. But I always ask the question, why every game night does it have to be Monopoly Mm. that we play? Why do we always have to play Monopoly? I love you guys, but why does the... Who who is in charge of picking the game? I wish we could play Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) <laughs> you know, where instead of being pitted against your friends for an ever decreasing amount of resources and and there's only one winner and everyone else is a loser and gets bankrupt, why not join forces and fight dragons and mm. goblins and, you know, and each wow. with their own specialties and flavors and, yeah. and we can do so much beautiful things. And that's the core of like social capital and just bringing out the best in everyone. And that's why I want to I want a different game. Yeah, what a tremendous analogy that is, though. I like that. And on a similar note, I mentioned back in the intro about your band having been on BBC World Service's Next Big Thing. And while there certainly is some great PR value in that, what takeaways were there from that? What lessons did you gain from that experience? Oh, my God, that was a fascinating time. Uh, we got into this this final with a song of mine called Austasagorfjallanum, a love story from the mountains. It's in Icelandic, and it's a story about, like, uh, when I lost my dad uh, and the, the heartfelt loss of that uh, and, and how I became numb and how... how like the whole, like it's it's very few words, but it tells a, a huge story of an emotional breakdown. Mm. Um, 
but <clears throat> we went to London. We were we were flown to London, and we decided to do like a, two gigs or something on the side, like to maybe play a club or two in London, and, and we did. It was amazing. So we brought all our instruments with us, and we decided to bring those instruments into uh, the My Devile Studios at the BBC, just in case they wanted us to play anything else. Just and. Uh, also just because there's this philosophy in the song that's just you know you are waiting and waiting for something but it doesn't come i was always waiting for this time to get to know my dad and then he just tragically died mm. uh, without us ever starting a, re a real adult relationship as father and son mm. um and the song is all about that so we decided to Read, like branch it out into the music so so it's only guitar and voices mm -hmm. uh, and it's all of us were singing and only one acoustic guitar but we plugged everything in we sound check every instrument and there was like this buzzing from the guitars and mm. you know everything was just amped up so there was like this tension in the air and while we played the song but we never played our instruments except the guitar and then we, when we had done our song, um, there were a couple of, uh, like, the, there was like a panel of judges, and one of them was Nile Rogers, and wow. and this guy that wrote songs for Madonna and produced Madonna, wow. and this Serbian beauty queen, I think, mm -hmm. something like, it's really weird, she was there. And then uh, we finished, and uh, the, the crowd just applauded very nicely like a very happy crowd and my daughter was in the crowd and my brothers and uh i was so just like wow this is amazing this is the first time i like this is a, a big awesome opportunity and then the the panel of judges they said the first one i think it was nile rogers and he said like i'm so disappointed this is horrible you what? guys are you guys are the worst what um, you, you bring all these instruments and then you just don't play them and I feel you try to make a fool out of me I think you just took advantage of me and you you were you know screwing with me and and then this producer for Madonna just like chimed in yeah this I feel very betrayed this was horrible you you guys are just like what the hell were you thinking and I'm really like I'm horrified by you and I'm like what the hell we gave it all of our love you know yeah. we put all of our love into the song and all they could focus on was that we were not playing all our instruments mm. wow uh, and they they really didn't see that there was kind of a point to that um this kind of waiting and this kind of no no we completely restrain ourselves from going anywhere with this and <laughs> I was so struck. I was so baffled, and I mean, I was I was just a kid, you know, like, yeah. and I was so hurt and scared. Mm. And this was being recorded to be put on the air, and we were just being like put down really hard on air. Yeah. And I said, like, and I I I just responded because Icelanders if, if people misunderstand us it is completely inappropriate to try to start explaining yourself yeah so I, so I decided to uh, just 
somehow spontaneously just turn it into a joke because that's the proper Icelandic thing to do. Hmm. And I said, oh, we didn't want you to think we were a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like chuckling, like, ha ha, like, and I was like, uh, and it was, I was freaking out, man. Hmm. And then this Serbian uh, beauty queen chimes in and she says, you could never be a boy band. You are too fat and ugly. Oh my gosh! And and uh, I <laughs> and I, I just stood there and I just smiled because that's the only thing you can do. She's like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then the moderator, like the the, the, the like the, the, the guy who's mm-hmm. like the host of the the show, he shows up and like, oh, 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 oh well, <laughs> um, this uh, well. <laughs> um, this is going to be going on air, so um, could we uh, maybe uh, have a little bit more neutral uh, 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 feedback from the judges? Ah. And then, and then he asked, "Could you just finish the song one more time for us?" Wow! <laughs> wow! And we played it. We we just played the final notes again. And there, I I stood there, and then Nile Rogers said, "Yeah, that was very nice." Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Mr. Rogers. Mm. Um, and that that's what aired okay. So, uh, okay. on the BBC. And <laughs> wow, there you have it. There's and there's I, some real inside scoop for you, some very much behind the scenes. <laughs> wow. It was very traumatic. I mean, yeah. I was, it freaked me out, man. But like the winners were a wonderful band from Kenya called Yunasi, and mm. uh, they're still in my playlists. And uh, <laughs> after the show, like they got together. Well, like we, we, we really hit it off before the show. So mm. after the show, we were just jamming with our instruments and just playing and singing. And my daughter was super happy. But it was really hard because she speaks perfect English. And to hear Nile Rogers and these guys just like shit on her dad like that was, well, yeah, she, she kind of. Yeah, let's just say, like, Get Lucky is not one of her favorite songs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this brings up an interesting point, because that was a TV performance, but the live shows that you have done in a number of countries have had a range in size as it relates to the difference that I would love for you to talk about between playing for large and small crowds and interacting with the audiences. Yeah, um i think it's it's always like this challenge like i love to play to tiny crowds and tiny cafes just like 30 to 80 people um just and even smaller crowds and just like hey let's all just like be in a little bubble it's so beautiful and intimate and uh of course it's not profitable but it's it's absolutely a wonderful time and uh, a lot of my favorite concerts are just like in backyards or mm. parks or 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 someone's living room or or little cafe. I played in this old piano shop once in uh, in, in a city in, in in Germany, Wiesbaden, and it was uh, absolutely like a, a wonderful time. And uh, every, there were pianos everywhere. We're just sitting around. Everyone was sitting mm. around pianos and. Um, 
and it was an old like the basement of the piano shop wow. but then the, like then i've had the honor of playing like festivals and and like bigger stages mm-hmm. for the 500 1000 10000 people mm. and it's wonder it's wonderful it's <laughs> it's it's fun but it's it's not like it's harder to create this especially with open air like when you get festival stage or something you can just forget about creating that kind of intimate feeling but like yeah i love playing like theaters where where the entire setting is basically made to to make everyone feel like they're part of the same place yeah. the same moment yeah. you know a nice theater like 500 to 1000 people in a theater is mm-hmm. just an amazing size and, yeah. and just uh, it's such it's it, it gives you it's like the maximum kind of area and size just to, just to really get into the thick of it with the crowd you know mm. what i mean yeah yeah very much so very much so i can picture you're doing a wonderful job of of describing each of these different environments and i very much can tell how different it is for you to be right there among the audience members for all intents and purposes versus being up on stage and just looking out at a sea of people that's in the thousands and saying, okay, well, this this is just, we're just going to have fun <laughs> because I'm not going to be able to make intimate connections with the audience members. This is just, everybody's out here to have a good time. How am I going to, how am I going to, get into nuances of language and ideas and 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 kind of these these tiny little emotional um segues and how am i going to do that with with a huge crowd what i love to do is just to to play with my my audience to to not just to sing but to to have a a time with them where we explore something together and uh ideas and and uh and beauty that's right it's so hard because I, I use my body, I use my hands, I use little gestures, I use mm. things with my no- mouth and nose and eyes, and you know, y- you have to be in the room with me. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, you, you're not going to pick up on any of that from from way way far back when you're in a crowd of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand people. By the way, there's something I want to go back to that you said earlier on because I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the challenges and benefits too, though of being a working and touring musician who's based in a remote country like Iceland. Yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, or, or or is that a right word to to use? It's it's tvipent, and um, so basically, it is a huge hindrance. Like we we start off with a huge handicap because not only is the distance like geo uh, geographically challenging. Yeah, it's 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 a huge problem to have to kind of always if you if you have to decide yeah I'm going out it's going to be a four hour flight and all of the uh, kind of admin around that and all of the trouble so so basically you have to always add two travel days to everything you're doing mm. and also it's like an investment you have to invest in basically like a at least a thousand dollars of of just getting just get out of the house money you know wow, wow. Uh, or even more sometimes but uh, and also the there's the, on top of that there's this challenge of we are isolated when i meet other folk artists from abroad they say yeah i played the folk circuit and we play some folk festivals in the summers and and i'm like yeah you played some folk festivals in the summer you played the folk circuit yeah cool the folk circuit in iceland is basically one bar Mm -hmm. 
and there's like one folk festival and it it doesn't really cater to folk wow so it's like a classic festival so and and we have no connection to the outside folk world that's what i'm actually working on right now is to build these bridges to scenes out in the out in the rest of the world because mm. we are so isolated mm. not just this because we can of course we can fly out but as i said we're lucky if chris christopherson pops by every 20 years yeah. we're lucky if metallica came here once you know mm-hmm. um and it was the greatest moment of some people's lives mm-hmm. um but um that's our problem and we don't have this vibrant all-around communication all the time with other scenes with you know we don't have this easy access to uh, a touring kind of oh yeah of course you do the folk circuit yeah, i mean wow. i have never heard about the folk circuit <laughs> so basically we we enter with a complete lack of knowledge and infrastructure hmm. and and know-how you know we don't have any managers we don't have any agents here uh, we don't know how to release a single basically i just put the single into like i just send it yeah to spotify and it just goes online wow. and then my label in germany just goes like why did you do that song <laughs> like it takes three months for me to try to sell your single to a radio station why did you just put your single up like that <laughs> without even talking and i'm sorry man sorry I, i'm just icelandic we have two radio stations you know it's like i go like hey hey bill hey here you go my new cd hey oscar my new cd bye and that's it that's oh our radio station circuit um so we don't have this know-how but what we do have is just the biggest horniness in the world to get out and play mm. because we have wanderlust yeah yeah by 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 the tons yeah. so basically my my label in germany tells me and and my 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 bookers tell me like that uh, compared to the local artists that they are working with, it's so easy to book me because everyone knows that I'm just going to be showing up all horny mm-hmm. and ready to do the work yeah. and just like promoting the shit out of what I'm doing. And yeah. like, hey, I'm coming. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see you all because I'm getting out of the island. I'm That's coming to see you all. That's I'm going to eat you. Yeah, you wow. Know, it's, I mean, when you live on an island, you really want, and then, then you feel it pulling you back home. It's like living in this uh, comet existence. Mm. But you have this drive to get out. Yeah. You That's are not so a satellite. Unique. That's so unique. Uh, we are coming full circle here. I like that you mentioned Wanderlust, the song that we played at the beginning, because we're about to play the closing song. But just one quick question before I ask you about the song itself. This is really neat. Share with the audience about who collaborates with you on your album art. Oh, yeah, yeah. My my daughter, Daubirt, um, uh, Lilia, she is... Uh, she she's now 24 wow and um she she started when she was 11 she started making uh the album art for me Mm. and just like drawing just like these uh portraits of her dad and they've developed and uh, they're telling kind of a story every album cover that she's made is like one more part of a story about a about the journey of the 
of the journeyman singer songwriter and i love that our collaboration has been just sometimes been tearful because it's been hard it's been mm. like uh, she struggled with like what do you want from me what do you need from me like what is it and uh, i'm like i'm i don't know let's look for it together and it's like a lot of crying yeah. uh, but we figured it out um but also like yeah it's 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 been such a, a wonderful journey together sometimes someone else does some artwork for me uh, mm -hmm. for example the hope and fortune song that i wrote with irish mythen uh, last year and we released together that was done uh, a wonderful uh, uh, her name was landreth um, wonderful uh, uh, artwork but gotcha. uh, oh, I have one more thing for you. Like there, uh -huh. and one more word, uh -huh. Icelandic word. So you have the word birthday. Yes. Uh, right. It's the day of your birth. Mm -hmm. In Dan Danish, it's Fødselsdag, which means uh, uh, day of your birth. Okay. Um, in German, it's Geburtstag, which means the day of your birth. In Iceland, the Icelandic word is Avmæli, and Avmæli means the cutting of the string. Mm. Because your life is a thread well the cutting of the thread so your life is a thread you don't know how long wow and every year there is a cutting so the string gets shorter and shorter yeah. you never yeah. know how much shorter and this is the the idea for us that you never take life for granted wow that you must live completely all the time you must never say, oh, I have so many years left. You never know. So uh, the, the, the meaning of this word, Avmali, is just like, yeah, you are going to die. It's just a question of time. So live now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very powerful because it's so different from what we're used to. And we say, hey, happy birthday. Have a great day. Celebrate. Go out and have fun. I hope it's a wonderful day for you. And this is so much more intense. So, so basically, what the final product of this train of thought, what the, the destination of this train of thought that, that I'm on with these two words, let's just use these two words, Haminkya, the happiness word, and Avmali, the, the birthday word, mm -hmm. is that if you meet an Icelander that is smiling and, and jolly and happy, uh, you basically usually know that he has the, the money in the bank to guarantee that you know, you know he, he, he's got the goods uh, to, to support that smile and support, support that happy face you know wow wow yeah you can also meet an icelander he's, he's not smiling but he must he might be very happy you know mm -hmm. because uh, yeah he's just like hmm, i'm at peace with myself i'm i'm feeling good i'm just like not feeling like smiling right now or laughing <laughs> so chill you know but good i'm stuff. super happy good stuff we're going to close today with another one of favar's original songs this is the very first track that introduced me to him and i was really quite taken in a good way with the notable change that the melody takes practically halfway into the song appropriately it's titled november as that's when this song was released, meaning three months ago. Svavar, before I let you go and I play that track, share with the audience all about your song, November, if you would, please. 
Sure, um, I'm happy to. I, I actually wrote two songs. They're called Januar and November because they are two of my favorite months. They are cold and dark, but they have a purpose. Januar is the month where the light is coming back and we gain two and a half hours of sunlight here. And that's the rising of the sun and the, all this energy you start getting after the time of darkness. But November is this time of calm uh, where these curtains fall like the blanket falls on you, a blanket of, of quiet and chill and, and um, uh, you know, solitude. And, and it's, a, it's absolutely a wonderful time. That's when we start lighting candles in the morning, you know, and uh, uh, I absolutely love November. But it's a stormy month. So the actually the both these songs, January and November, are actually paintings of these two months mm. in, uh, in uh, you know, music. And I had to write Januar in uh, in Icelandic, actually. So so November is in English and Januar is in, in Icelandic because mm -hmm. it's describing a very, very, uh, very Icelandic thought. But I think November has a much more international, uh, like a more cosmic uh, feel to it about just the purpose of downtime you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a reason. It's okay to be melancholic. It's part of a natural process. Yeah. You know, I people like are that. always so defensive about being <laughs> sad or melancholic. Or something. Oh, no, there's something wrong with me. I'm feeling sad. I should take some drugs so I don't feel so sad. No, man, feel sad. Yeah. It's a completely natural part of happiness. It's, it's um, if, if you don't have that, you have a false bottom, like your battery, you know, mm. when you are charging your battery and all of a sudden uh, it, it is empty after only one hour, the, your phone battery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the same thing that happens to your state of mind if you don't allow yourself to be melancholic. Yeah. What about that point in the song that I referred to, though? There's this dramatic change that the listeners are going to hear when I play it. What was the impetus behind that? What was the reason why you made that? melodic change that we're going to hear well the the thing about november of course is that in in i don't know how it is in america like of course america is huge so november must be very very diverse uh in america but for us uh november is a, a stormy month it's a it's a month that starts sometimes very calm chill because october was crazy mm -hmm. because october is somehow yeah yeah winter's here and then november goes like no no wait hold on it's okay you know but mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we get all these storms coming in from all over iceland is basically uh. the meeting the battleground of four fronts of weather so we never have any kind of stability in our weather okay so november is the like a very precarious very mercurial month i see it's so calm and so calm but all of a sudden it just goes crazy yeah nice nice so you reflected that in the song by here comes something dramatic that you're going to notice is changing just like you'd see yourself when you're living there in november yeah but still during these storms and here's the kicker that's one of my favorite things in Iceland is when these huge storms are blazing and uh, you know like there's maybe two feet of snow just coming down in one or two nights and all the cars are stuck and everything is <laughs> you know like off every Icelander has in common that we look out the window and we go like yeah give it your best shot you know <laughs> and, and we are safe inside our houses because our houses are very well insulated and we have geothermal heating and, and we are like yeah 
we kind of dealt with you november we know your tricks <laughs> you know so we are safe inside we look out into the storm and we say like yeah you know the one that prepares himself braces himself for this he can appreciate it he can enjoy it actually he can enjoy the storm and he can enjoy the darkness yeah because i have candles i have a blanket mm -hmm. and i have hot cocoa and you know do your worst november <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it and listeners you're going to hear it in just a minute when i play the song but first svavar thank you so much it was really wonderful to have you on the show fascinating conversation and i appreciate you coming on now here this entertainment Thank you, Bruce. Uh, wonderful to, to meet you. And yeah, stay in touch. You know, you're always welcome in Iceland whenever you want to come. I have a hot tub for you. So just, uh, yeah, be welcome. Outstanding. Outstanding. And with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, Svavar Knutter. Do visit his official website at svavarkanuter.com. And again, I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on his website, remember, hit the store link where you will find a wide selection of original music from Svavar available on vinyl, CD, and digital formats, including, as I mentioned earlier, even colored vinyl. There are lots of logos on SavarKanutur.com as well for his social media. This morning, I followed him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm sure he would appreciate you doing the same as well. We didn't talk about his YouTube channel, which I mentioned in the intro has a combined total of more than three quarters of a million combined video views. So do check that out too and watch and like the videos on there and subscribe to his channel. Be sure to let Svavar know that you heard him and his music. I now hear this entertainment and of course keep up with him online so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live. And now this is the absolute final reminder. The giveaway for the month of February is winding down. You must enter before the clock changes over Eastern time to March 1st to be eligible to win. I will randomly draw one winner who will gain access to the online class that I have at interviewtipscourse.com absolutely free. All you need to do, and yes, you can tell others to enter as well, is write to podcast at nhte.net and tell me your name, what you do, meaning musician, author, entrepreneur, musician, comedian, life coach, small business owner, whatever, and why this course will be beneficial to you. There are no style points. This is not an essay contest. I just want to make sure that this is going to someone who's really going to use and benefit from this. If you just email me and say, I want to win, or hey, Bruce, put me in the drawing, no, that will not work. Short and sweet, but don't wait. Enter today. Write to podcast at nhte.net with the info and wait to see if you are the winner. That will do it for episode 420. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Svavar Knuter. This is the one he just talked about. It's called November. Curtains fall in November Cover all that lies behind Every day like fate Clouds a thousand shades of memories And the sun is fading fast And the sun 
Summer begs me to 